Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, now on this Football Friday, impromptu audio-only podcast, Bo's. We've gotten some more information on the Arizona Cardinals' pursuit of a new head coach. Per Adam Schefter, among others, Brian Flores, ex-Miami Dolphins head coach, is going to interview potentially with Michael Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinals, your initial thoughts to this news that I think a lot of us maybe wanted, at least me, but didn't think was realistic if you think about his relationship with Tua and maybe the lawsuit that includes Steve Wilkes against this franchise. Yeah, a lot of variables that go into the potential hiring of a guy like Brian Flores because of you got to wonder where his standing is in this league. Obviously, he's a guy that's been on the Steelers staff, not as the defensive coordinator, but as the linebackers coach. He's a guy that you have to ask one question, I think, maybe even before the interview is accepted and arranged, and that is, what is your belief as far as Kyler Murray? Do you believe yeah. in him as a franchise-caliber quarterback? Because right now I'm looking at Brian Flores' track, his track record and the reported part big reason why he was done in Miami despite back-to-back uh, winning seasons was that his relationship soured with Tua. It also soured with the general manager, but more importantly, the franchise quarterback that they had drafted just a previous season before. I mean, the reports coming out about Tua and the adversity that he was facing in his own locker room because his head coach reportedly didn't like him uh, don't sound great. They don't sound any – it doesn't paint a picture of a leader of men, a guy that was trying to empower a guy who's playing the most important position in all of sports. So the biggest question right now for the Arizona Cardinals that they can ask and they need to lead with and vet to the very depths of vetting a question and getting an answer is, does he believe in Kyler Murray? Is he going to say, is it, is it like you and I in a job interview that we're not qualified for, where we're <laughs> just going to dress it up and make it sound like we're pro Kyler Murray or pro, you know, something that I'd say I know Excel, but I really don't. You got to vet this thing. You got to figure it out. And if Brian Flores is a legit candidate, candidate, He's got to be on board with the reclamation project of, of Kyler Murray. I mean, if you just look at his win-loss record, he's 24 and 25, but that includes a 5 and 11. Basically, remember where everybody thought that the Dolphins were going to tank yeah. in 2019? It was tank for Tua, right? And they go 5 and 11. They win some meaningless games at the end of the year, and it pushes them down to 5. And they, of course, take Tua over Justin Herbert. Maybe they would have taken Joe Burrow had they had the top pick. We don't know. But then even despite Tua not being a factor, those two years in Miami with Flores, like he was in and out of the lineup. He got benched. Remember it was Ryan Fitzpatrick having a bunch of success. He goes 10 and six in the AFC East with Buffalo, with new England, and then nine and eight. And those teams screamed, got more out of the roster than he probably should have. And that's why I'm very pro Brian Flores, at least to have these exploratory conversations, but I'm with you, Bo. Like, is he impossible to deal with? Because I can tell you right now, 
and I'll be real with everybody in this audience here. The Cardinals just fired Cliff Kingsbury. They fired Steve Wilkes one and done in 2018. Michael Bidwell cannot survive the optics. He can't be the Houston Texans of hiring another black coach and then firing him after one year, whether that's Vance Joseph, whether that's Brian Flores, whether that's Eric Bieniemy, D'Amico Ryans. So if they interview this candidate or amongst these candidates of African-American black coaches, you can't, you can't go one and done. You can't say that 2023 is a make or break season. No Kyler Murray. This is a long-term hire. So I'm with you, Bo. You'd have to bring in Brian Flores and be convinced that number one, he could get along with Kyler Murray, but just number two, like, could he get along with Michael Bidwell? I think that's a big deal. Because we know Michael Bidwell likes to be in the fields with his coaches. What did we f- hear for so long with Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. Hey, Cliff, like, that's your buddy. That's your cool friend. You got extended. Steve Kime, drinking buddies, right? Not literally, but just, you know, going out, hanging out, and having a good time with, with Steve Kime. Like, Brian Flores is a hard ass. Yeah. Can, you, can you be around somebody like that? Bill Belichick, hard ass. But there's a common denominator, and he, he was trending up. I remember Dolphin fans were irate. When they fired him, right? That he was getting more out of the roster than a lot of other people would. So I'm pro exploratory conversations. I hope it's not an instance of, well, we've got this, we've got this lawsuit. Steve Wilkes is included. Like, how does that factor into it? Hopefully it's genuine. And I think that it is. I think there's it's genuine. It's authentic. It's this is a guy that they've talked to before, back when they had uh Bruce Arians retire. At the end of the 2017 season, Brian Flores was a guy that they had requested to talk to. Uh, you know, I saw a report that Ian Rappaport retweeted Mike Jarecki, who used to uh, cover this team closely, that yeah. you know, Adrian Wilson is a big believer in Brian Flores because he played training camp for him. You know, he's yeah. been play for a long time. He got a couple of weeks. With him. So, you know, how much can you really learn? So I'm not buying too much into that, but I'm look, not either. This is a guy that they've, that they've, they've looked, closely at before and and you know i'm I'm sure he's very impressive Uh, you know he seems like a very organized guy a guy that as you pointed out absolutely can kind of wring the washcloth out as far as rosters and get as much as he can and you got to like that but look you know all that being said he didn't get it out of the most important position on that roster in, in the quarterback position and he's going to immediately be set up with Kyler Murray likely not playing the quarterback position, trying to find a bridge for at least maybe a month. And you're immediately setting the groundwork with Brian Flores to have some sort of going to look a little similar to what it looked like in Miami. Like you're going to have a veteran quarterback in there. Right. Isn't didn't. So doesn't he make a lot of sense then if you're Michael Bidwell, it's like, I I look at that as a a negative. I look at that as a negative. Don't you? I I just think that it could set up potentially to right out of the gates to to create, you know, and not to his own doing, a quarterback controversy. Well, and here's the problem. Hey, the Kyler Murray factor, because we don't want to go so far right with a Cliff Kingsbury-esque coach where you give Kyler Murray too much control and power and you don't uh, hold him accountable. And then I think your concern has always been with Brian Flores. You, you've got to be able to communicate and have conversations, even if they're difficult ones, and you can't be – so standoffish and so difficult to deal with as the people in Miami have painted him out to be that you, you can't even get along with Kyler Murray. And that happened a little bit with Cliff Kingsbury at a different level here in Arizona in 2022. I just don't, I don't trust Miami's ownership. They tried to make this guy tank. I don't think that's in his DNA. And I think what you just described is somebody that 
like all we were asking for as fans is like get the team up to snuff, right? Try to win games and then have it be in a good position when Kyler Murray comes back to take over and not be so Kyler Murray dependent. I mean, who does that sound like to you? Brian Flores won games in a lot of ways like Bruce Aarons would win games with Drew Stanton and Blaine Gabbert, right? You'd look up at the box score and like, that was ugly. Oh, the Cardinals won by six? How did that happen, right? And I think that they could look at Kyler as like the missing final piece to get them over the hump, a complimentary piece. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I'm i not saying he's my first candidate, but I did put him on my top five list of guys I, I would like to see the Cardinals pursue. I'm glad the Cardinals are pursuing him. And I something tells me, Bo, like the, the, the communication with Kyler Murray from Michael Bidwell I think that's for optics. I think it's a real thing, but I think it's for optics in the sense that, well, Kyler's of course going to be part of the process. We don't want to alienate him, mm-hmm. but like Kyler's not running the show anymore, at least yeah. for Michael Bidwell's standards, this new GM and head coach. And we love Kyler Murray. And we want him to succeed. I don't think are going to be made or broken by Kyler Murray's success. I think they're going to, if they, if something happens in 18 months to two years, they're going to be allowed to pivot shit. Steve Kime could pivot like six different times as GM. So I, I think Brian Flores would be a nice option for next year. If you're thinking to yourself, Cardinal fans, I want to be competitive. I want to compete. Depending on who's playing quarterback, we've seen him win with less. I think Brian Flores helps you do that. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this real quick. You obviously have to couple him. And now this is three defensive-minded guys, Flores, Vance Joseph, and uh, D'Amico Ryan's. For, and then you got Sean Payton. You, you've got a couple, one of these defensive guys, if they're your choice, with a dynamic offensive play caller, no doubt about it. But, you know, here's my my glass half full look at Brian Flores is he's going to have a massive chip on his shoulder. And he is going to be able to, uh, you know, identify with Kyler Murray, who should have a massive chip on his shoulder. It should be a beautiful partnership. Like two guys Absolutely. that are pissed off. Yep, pissed off. You know, that w- what was being reported, what was being said from a national local standpoint and, and prove this league wrong. So you, you got to get excited about that. I'm not completely poo-pooing it. I, I think that he absolutely deserves an interview. I, I was incredibly impressed with what he was able to do in Miami. I think that you, there's a lot more that you'd like to see from his teams offensively. And, and, and if he if he becomes a guy that becomes a legitimate candidate, that becomes part of the part of the conversation, part of the equation. So Brian Flores, you know, one of four coaches that the Arizona Cardinals have uh, requested interviews for. Now, nothing has been reported as we record this audio only podcast. Anybody's accepted this yet. So we don't, we don't know, you know, who Michael Bidwill is, is going to sit down with and chat with come next week. But uh, as it stands right now, four guys they've requested to talk to, uh, and you seeing anything as far as is it just a coincidence that it's three defensive guys and Sean Payton, an offensive guru? I think it's I think it's three defensive guys. I mean, you can put Vance Joseph in there as you. Let's talk D'Amico Ryan's and Brian Flores, like no nonsense, hard ass, ass kickers, leader of men, yeah. and they just happen to coach defense. That's how I look at that. Vance Joseph, we 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 went in depth about that on Thursday's show. Like I'm not going to get into it now. Sean Payton, of course, elite leader of men. He's in his own special category. I think Brian and D'Amico fall into this category that Michael Bidwell wants. And maybe Adrian Wilson, maybe the new GM, whomever that is, wants to hold accountability. Country club training camps are a thing of the past. I, I put a tongue in 
cheek tweet out this morning. Like, can you imagine the difference between a Brian Flores training camp and a Cliff Kingsbury training camp? You think they would get their ass kicked like they did and a nonchalant loss against the Kansas City Chiefs would happen 2.0 under Brian Flores' watch? I, To me, I, I commend and applaud everything that Michael Bidwell has done thus far. He's got to stick the landing bow. And we've got uh, now, I think, like seven or eight GM candidates here. I want to run through them quickly. These are the prospects that the Cardinals have reached out to. We've got Adam Peters from San Francisco stating no. But everybody else in the mix, of course, Ian Cunningham, interview with the Cardinals on Thursday. Jerry Reese, I think, has already met with the team. We haven't heard if Ryan Carthon, uh, 49ers director of pro personnel, has declined an interview yet. Joe uh, Hortiz is scheduled to meet with them soon. Monty Ford, Titans VP of player personnel. Yeah, both of those waiting. guys are today. Both uh, today. Hortiz and, and uh, Ozzy, who has a, a background, not only, I mean, obviously, most recently with Tennessee, but before that, New England. So, you know, we'll throw that in there. I mean, that, that's that got to kind of pique your interest a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I, you know, it's funny when people start talking about these, these front office openings, because it's not like coaches, it's not like players. You can't just look at the stats. No, you can't just look at, it's not as well known uh, as, as the coaches and players. Well, it's not, can we just say it's not Steve Kime? Yeah. It's not Steve Kime. But I've said this from, and I've maintained this even when we were starting to speculate that the, we were seeing the final, you know, months uh, of Steve Kime, that you look to the organizations that have had sustained success and when you look at a guy, you know, Tennessee, despite them losing seven games to lo- at the, in a row to end the season, just like the Cardinals, to fall out of the playoff picture, they were able to overcome a ton of injuries this season. They've been a team that's been in the mix, that has consistently been in the mix. And then you've also got, you know, New England on his resume. Cunningham, you look at it, and you're like, barf, bears, no success there. But you look at the Baltimore Ravens. You do you know, a deep they, dive. Yeah, they've, they've been a factor since they moved from Cleveland to Baltimore. So that... There, I, I'm really impressed by all of the candidates that have been uh, tied to the Cardinals. So it's it's got to be exciting now. Now just make the right choice. But I think you could you you would be very very confident and excited about you know most of these guys. I, I mean I think Jerry Reese is really the only guy that you've heard and you're like ah I don't know I don't know about that. I think that's one where he's been out of football too. That would be a tough sell, yeah. but. Bo, last question for you, timeline, because everybody keeps asking us when is this going to happen. I'm surprised they're interviewing head coaches before a GM is hired. I a little little curious. Does that mean? Yeah, I mean they're they're just not they're, they're putting requests. in requests. Yeah. Do you think a GM could be hired by next week? I do. I think that that especially when Bidwill publicly says he wants a GM first, you get the opportunity to somehow get the GM and turn around yeah. real quick you and interview make, these you coaches. Just make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't just sink your chances with Sean Payton. That's, that's the biggest fish out there. That's the one you want to stay in competition for love with, you know, James Palmer, a respected reporter for NFL network said another person on board, Pat McAfee, turn around. You're seeing the national media after they completely said no fucking way. Arizona Cardinals, as far as the current openings right now, they should be the most attractive to Sean Payton. So uh, you, you keep whatever it takes to stay in that conversation to be, remain the top dog. Uh, but, you know, Michael Bidwell says GM first head coach next. So if you have a sense of urgency, GM's got to be coming quick. I would, be, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's something that comes as early as next week or within the next two weeks. 
We are all Brandon Staley fans this weekend. Uh, and Dallas. Hook and Dallas. But I, I think more so this Mike Williams thing. We don't have time to get into that. But, if, no. I mean, he's he's out. It's a joke. We all thought it was a joke when Brandon Staley tried to screw the Cardinals out of the third overall pick. But the football gods had other things to say. Bo, you and I, man, eight shows this week, nine shows this week. We're going to keep this party moving. Should we get any breaking news, you know where to check it out here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. We're back next week, if not sooner, for Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. See you then. Mm-hmm.